gentrifiers get out gentrified by other gentrifiers and then those second wave gentrifiers get pushed out by another wave of gentrifiers so you got like 27 year old white girls at the corner bodega talking about gentrifiers mm-hmm. raising their rents i know so what brooklyn is that is that old old new old new old new new old there's no there's no old in there that's okay. old new new Oh, it's all new, new, new. That's new, 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 new. New, new. New, new. Brunu, new. See, you're lucky. I don't even. I don't even. I'm not even privy to those conversations. Unfortunately, people feel like they can have them with me, and I don't know why. Lucky like that. No, I'm not. Because then I'm just looking at this chick like, seriously, did you? Are you really saying that to me and expecting me to somehow sympathize with you? I don't. Internet, after you fuck with our podcast, I want you to go to this website, thewhitenessproject.org. Thewhitenessproject.org. What is that, baby? I'm listening to NPR this morning. Yeah. And the the dude, the um, scholar who put this thing together, the white dude, Uh was just trying to figure out, like, man, what is it to be white? Really, he doesn't know? He knows, but he wants to try to figure out what it is for for white people. But white people know. Everybody knows. The problem is half of the population knows, but there's not a whole lot we can do about it. I love this the dude. The other half knows, but doesn't want to acknowledge it. I love this dude. That they, hey, Lulu. I love this dude they interviewed, and he was like, you know, I feel uncomfortable, you know, because blacks are always, you know, Bringing up that slavery thing. <laughs> and, you know, I didn't have anything it's to do with that. so inconvenient. And it's so inconvenient. They didn't have anything to do with it either. They didn't experience it either. <laughs> I was like, oh, snap. And, but, but you want to know something? That's really real for a ton of white folk. A ton of white folk are like, listen, I didn't start slavery. I didn't manage slavery. But that's the beauty of a system that's structured so that you can actually say that. That's the whole point of having a system, is that an individual can literally, blithely, and completely, you know, with all seemingly conscious good intention, say something like that and feel that it's true. 
I was having some kind of discussion with some dude on social media who claimed to be like a you know a Christian uh-huh. man of God or whatever. So I asked him uh, when was he going to give his the land he lived on back to the Native American. Yeah. And he said, "Well, it's not mine to give back." And I said, "Sure it is." I said, "Sure it is." I said, "Wherever you're living, give that land back to a Native American." And the conversation, of course, quickly changed. But man, I love it. <laughs> I love it all, and and we, soon it's it's going to come to a head in our lifetime, possibly. Descendants of Donald Trump, but nah. I think we should introduce that dude to my doorman. The two of them might get along. The dude that never anything to do with slavery? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, we have a doorman. Really nice guy. Cool brother. Uh, and I've had a number of interactions with him, which DP says I should have known better. <laughs> Well, I mean, he, he is a he is a Hebrew Israelite. He is a Hebrew Israelite, but I did not realize that when I started the conversation with him. And I have to give you a little backstory. So it all began when I got this DNA test, and he was like, "Why did you get a DNA test?" And I was like, "Well, I was I was curious. I wanted to see where my people were from, and you know, on the continent. I wanted to see kind of where the different permutations were." of the diaspora in my own personal family history. And he was like, well, I said, aren't you ever curious about, you know, where where your folks are from way, way back? 
And he's like, no, I know where my people are from. I, I don't believe in that stuff. And I said, you don't believe in what stuff? He's like, that DNA stuff. <laughs> so, of course, instead of walking away, I had to ask him, wait, I don't understand. You don't believe in science? So <laughs> That's unfair because you know what I agree with him. I don't believe in that. I- so he tells me, no, he knows where he comes from and where he comes from is Israel. And I said, but Israel is a modern state. It basically didn't exist 65 years ago or, you know, give or take a year or two. And he's like, well, but that's where, you know, basically the whole concept that that's where the original man came from and that's where specifically humanity began as black people and, you know, doesn't subscribe to evolution Definitely doesn't subscribe to you. Humanity came from the continent of Africa. So we get into this whole like kind of sidelong conversation, and I couldn't get out of it, and I just needed to back away. So I was telling the story to DP, and he's like, that's what you get for opening that conversation with dude. So that's the backstory. So then, of course, I couldn't help myself. The other day I'm walking in, and I hear him expounding about the virtues of Donald Trump as president. So, of course, because I didn't learn learn my lesson the first time, I had to ask him, what do you mean? What what virtues of Donald Trump? And he's like, well, you know, um, I totally support him. And I said, "Are are you serious? Are you trolling me right now? And he's like, no, no, for real. And I said, well, I don't, I was so flummoxed, I really didn't even know what to say. And then finally, I kind of got out, well, why do you, what do you think is attractive about him? I mean, he says these awful things. He incites other people to kind of the worst, I think, of our, of our nature. And certainly of Americans who need very little excuse to blame other people for their, for problems that have to do with capitalism and exploitation and nothing to do with who you are. And he said, well, because he's not a corrupt politician. And I'm like... Hold up, this is a dude that's like renowned for his corruption in his businesses, in his building projects. I mean, there have been books written about it. There have been countless articles. How could you say he's not corrupt? And he looks me dead in the eye and says, well, maybe, but he's not a corrupt politician. Like, it's okay if he's a corrupt businessman, but, but he's not a politician, so a therefore point. it's okay. And once a- again, I found myself trying to back out of a conversation I had no business being in. Right, right. Uh, I never learned my lesson. Nope. nope. Oh, my gosh. I, I like dude. I, <laughs> I mean, I like our doorman, and I like Trump, too. Oh, boy. Okay. I like Trump because I I like that Trump is tilting me towards the... And I'm sure Clinton is tilting me towards the dystopia also. Well, I think she is, just in a a slicker, different way. But, yeah, for sure. So, you know, which which one of these clowns is going to, you know, tilt us to, you know, tilt us to the precipice that we fall off economically, socially? Right. I mean, I, I act like I'm looking forward to that because I say I am, but I mean, I'm, I'm really not because it's going to be horrible. Yeah. You know, it's going to be horrible for the majority of people living here. Yep. But 
something has to give sooner or later with our system. Right. And if the system itself doesn't break, the planet we are on is certainly going to be broken because yep. neither uh, neither entity is sustainable. Not the system and not the planet that's, that's being exploited. Not the people, not the planet. So something's got to give. Well, why do you think they're so hip on uh, space exploration? Yeah, man, listen, that's exciting to me too. You know what we should be playing right now? Gil Scott Heron, Whitey on the Moon. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> A rat done bit my sister Nell with Whitey on the moon. Her face and arms began to swell and Whitey's on the moon. I can't pay no doctor bills, but Whitey's on the moon. Ten years from now, I'll be paying still while Whitey's on the moon. You know, the man just up my rent last night because Whitey's on the moon. No hot water, no toilets, no lights, but Whitey's on the moon. I wonder why he's up in me because Whitey's on the moon. Well, I was already giving him 50 a week, and now Whitey's on the moon. Taxes taking my whole damn check. The junkies make me a nervous wreck. The price of food is going up. And as if all that crap wasn't enough, a rat done bit my sister Nell with Whitey on the moon. Her face and arms began to swell, and Whitey's on the moon. With all that money I made last year for Whitey on the moon, how come I ain't got no money here? Mm, Whitey's on the moon. You know, I just about had my fill of Whitey on the moon. I think I'll send these doctor bills, air mail special. To Whitey on the moon. How did y'all, how did y'all like that instance? Did y'all enjoy Gil's kind of Whitey on the moon? I did, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that right there. I enjoy, you know what I'm also thinking about? Tell me, tell me. Uh, there was that recent news that they found a planet in some solar system uh-huh. that was very similar to Earth and that they were getting... Frequencies off of it, right? Yeah, they were getting frequencies from, from that solar system. Yeah. Some, they were getting some kind of created message. Right. Sonic message. Right. I read about that. Yeah, I so, read about that. So I'm, excited for, I'm excited for someone coming here... And, and looking at us like shrimp. <laughs> like, As in tasty with some cocktail sauce? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, something has to give. Okay. Something has to give because God is good. All right? And the pendulum of justice swings... Uh, what's the whole statement about the justice pendulum? The justice pendulum. I mean, the, the, the arc... The, the arc, moral of arc of justice swings through the <laughs> <laughs> swings through the striped zone of morality inevitably. Oh man, you screwed that up big time. <laughs> Put a nice little sports metaphor in there. Sports is back sports? on. Internet, are y'all are y'all watching football? Every time you uh, every time you uh, you watch football, do you take a knee? I, you know, I actually sit down when I'm watching football. You did. I wonder if there are people who at home when they're watching football stand up, you know? I think that there are. Yeah. 
I think that there are. No, I, I sit down. I sit down through the pledge. Yeah. I sit down through uh, the seventh inning stretch. Like when we go to ball games. I know. We and they do that seventh down. inning stretch. Man, I'm sitting down too. Yep. What the fuck is wrong with these people? I don't know. You know, these people are crazy. I remember when I was in um, seventh grade and I just finished reading the autobiography of Malcolm X. And there had been something, I don't remember exactly what it was, but there was something in New York, and maybe you remember this, D, something about um, kids in public schools, and there was some controversy about, you know, opting out of the Pledge of Allegiance. Anyway, I remember I was all fired up in all my, my seventh grade glory, and I decided I was not going to stand during the Pledge of Allegiance. Not because I had a particular feeling about it, although I had just finished reading the autobiography of Malcolm X, I was feeling extra pro-black. Okay. But but more because I could, and I just felt it was essential for someone to not do what everybody else was doing. Mm-hmm. I thought it was important, mm-hmm. and it was primarily for that reason that I decided I was going to just sit it out. Okay. So the first day, you know, wasn't that big a deal. The second day. Um, my homeroom teacher, who is also the science teacher, Mr. Highland. Uh, oh, you gonna put him on blast? Oh, I'm definitely gonna put him on blast. Okay. Also, because he was kind Daddy. of like short and dark hair and had a little Hitler mustache. Okay, okay. And I always thought of him about like the evil John Hodgman. You know, the actor John Hodgman has got like a round face. I know. Right. Isn't CS is, is I'm going her, in. She's I am on going her in. Petty LaBelle right now. Totally and completely. Can I have some more of that petty patty pie? Thank you. Okay. So, <laughs> so, Mr. Highland waited until science class to give like a 10 to 15 minute lecture about how he had traveled all over the world and that America was the greatest country on earth. And at the end of it, the summation was basically like, if you didn't know that because you had not had the experience that he had of traveling the world, then you really should get with the program and understand that. And that was why people died, okay? People died for your ability to stand up and say the Pledge of Allegiance, okay? Now, of course, not once did he ever mention my name. Mm. But I, of course, knew who it was aimed at. Okay. Okay? Been around the world and I, I, I.
but he wasn't petty. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you're the, he you're was the petty so one. petty. Okay. He was so petty. He hijacked science class for 10 minutes to passive aggressively call me out and lecture me about my right as an American not to say the Pledge of Allegiance. Mm-hmm. Okay? I don't, that is the absolute ultimate definition of pettiness. Okay. Because he right. was using his pulpit as a teacher to do Touché. this. Touché. Okay. Okay. Touche to that. So the next day, I sat again through the Pledge of Allegiance. Mm-hmm. So we did this all week. And literally, like every day, he would come up with some other story about how he was in France and they eat frog legs and they don't know anything and how he was here and they eat bugs there and, you know, nobody knows anything and America's the greatest country on earth, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So. And you were unmoored. When did, when did you begin to stand again for the Pledge of Allegiance? Or have you not stood since? I have not stood since. Mm. Well, they, they actually got rid of the Pledge of Allegiance at some point. I feel like I stopped doing the pledge sometime. I don't remember when. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was. I certainly by the time I was in junior high school. I feel like they stopped requiring or doing it. Maybe in high school. I don't know. Yeah. Oh no, definitely in high school. I never I don't know. did any pledge in high school. I don't know. It was a thing. Yeah. It was a whole thing. That's all I remember. And I just remember being really, really annoyed and feeling like adults were stupid, which we already knew. Yeah. Being seventh graders, but anyway. That's my story. I really didn't have a good ending. So it's a classic CS story, but yeah, there you have it. Yeah, right. No punchline. <laughs> no punchline. <laughs> no punchline. Just, you know, draw your own conclusions. It, it, it's, it's wild to kind of like the, the convergence of the pledge issue and, you know, the intersection of one of our new holiday slash anti-holiday, but 9-11 becomes... September 11th becomes some kind of holiday. I figure on on like you know every five years. So the fifth anniversary, the tenth anniversary, the fifteenth. When we get to the twentieth, because it'll be weird to be like, oh, the seventeenth anniversary of 9/11. Do you think at some point they're going to make it a federal holiday? I think so. I, I think it needs to be mm-hmm. at this point, so that people. Well, Pearl Harbor Day isn't a national holiday. Pearl Harbor is not a national holiday. No, and that was what day is Pearl I, Harbor I, Day? I, I would say. I don't actually know what the anniversary is of Pearl Harbor, but I would say that that was the equivalent for that generation. Mm. I mean, that actually put the country into an actual war, not continuous undeclared military actions for, you know, decades. But, I know. But, I mean, that actually put us in, in, in war. Yeah, but this one is different. This one put us in the Infinity War. Yes. The undeclared so, war. Yes, the undeclared war for forever times. Right. So that deserves a holiday. You think so? A celebration. Well, I hope if any of our podcast family, separate from that, knew someone or was somehow affected or lost someone, I wish them all the best. Yes, I wish them peace. I and wish them and peace. all of us from New York, we lost two, we lost twins. We lost twins. Internets. You don't realize, um, for, for lifelong New Yorkers, when you would travel out of state, particularly south, and you'd be returning home uh, via I-95, and you'd be in Jersey, and you'd get a glimpse of the antenna on the South Tower. You were still in Jersey 
But yo, you had this feeling like, yo, I'm about to be home. And those two buildings, but but more importantly, the antenna, you were able to to kind of locate yourself. Before there was ever GPS, Mm -hmm. I could look at that antenna Mm -hmm. and locate where I was in the world. Was I in Harlem? Mm -hmm. Was I in the Bronx? Was I in Brooklyn? Was I in Staten Island? Just by the relationship of those two buildings and the one with the antenna on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it kind of like it kind of served as like a, a kind of centering device for your spirit, particularly when you're a New Yorker. Mm-hmm. And and it was kind of like it was your strength, and it was like okay, boom, that's where I'm going to go to recharge, to get my energy up, to get my you know to get my New York back. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get near that antenna. So um, I mean, it's listen, it's all crazy. Buildings falling down because a plane fell into them. It's all nuts. Buildings falling down because there was a fire going on next to them. It's all crazy. But, truthfully, a lot of people did die that day. Mm-hmm. Innocent people, good people, mm-hmm. real people. So, even though it's crazy, it's still something that you have to kind of give respect to and say, man, listen, God fixed this crazy thing. Seriously. Send some aliens or earthquake or tsunami, something. But fix this crazy thing. But in the meantime, God, in the meantime, uh, let the series Atlanta continue to be entertaining. <laughs> that was the most ungainly segue ever. <laughs> ever. I mean, I mean, listen, until ever. until the shit is no longer. I didn't even know where you were going. I was I was sitting here going, where where is this going? Until the shit is no longer. All right, please, let me be entertained. Where is this going? You enjoyed that Queen Sugar program. I did. But I just want to say, for the record, I think for every podcast, we need to have an ungainly segue. Okay. <laughs> I'm good at that. You you can take charge of that. I'm good with that. <laughs> I'm good with that. Like, hey, a lot of people died. But now, what are you watching on television? <laughs> All right, so what else are we watching? We're watching Atlanta. Yes. Queen Sugar. Yes, which I love. Which yeah, I love. Yeah, you did. You got into your tears. I did. Got... I did. They got me several times. Several I'm trying times. to feel like, should I be upset at this young uh, young black boy character that got playing with a doll? Or should I be more supportive in that maybe this will teach young black men how to be respectful and gentle towards women? I don't know what I'm supposed to think here. Well, I don't I don't think it's odd that a child, either a boy or a girl, would want to play with a doll. What's wrong with that? I no, boys must play with action figures. Well, if you make Barbie posable, is she an actor, action figure? I suppose so. Okay. So, I don't know why you think it matters what it's called. But does she have a <laughs> weapon? Oh, so action figures have to have weapons? Yes. Well. Well, you have action figures that don't have weapons. I know, but the Hulk is kind of a weaponized person. So why can't Barbie be a kung fu master? I suppose Barbie could be a kung fu master, but you know what? Internet isn't that like the cheat code? Like a woman that's awesome with kung fu skills because you can't hit a woman. But then if you try to hit her, she can come through the crap out of you. 
you know? Okay, this is another moment where at least half of the people listening are going, where is he going with this? (laughs) (laughs) And once again, (laughs) the question will be... I don't know. I don't know know is the answer. I don't know. I don't know. But Queen Sugar... Queen presents, Sugar was awesome. Presents some, some ideas that I think they're worth considering, and at least worth 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 your time consuming. Well, I liked it because, A, I like the presentation of the family. Yes. Just like a regular family. Just like a regular American family. Regular American family. Okay. Like the Cosbys were a regular American family. But not even idealized in that Cosby-ish way. No, 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 but yes. It's like real talk. But but totally, I, I mean. Totally, like, identifiable. Can I say something? The regular American family yeah. is idealized. Yes, that's true. Because it's regular. Right. It, it regular. really that's is. That's true, that's true. I like the context of that family in a very specific community that felt very kind of authentic and real also. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the way it looks. I think it's beautifully shot. The lighting is gorgeous. The cinematography and the the... The direction is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And also, like, real talk, I'm like, shout to whoever is doing the makeup. <laughs> mm. And it sounds like a stupid thing, but I think the ladies that are listening will know. Because a lot of times you go on TV, you watch TV, and black women are always super harshly made up, or like they look gray or weird. And Rutina Wesley, who plays one of the lead characters, I think that's her last name. Anyway, she was on True Blood. She just looks amazing. And I was just like, holy cow. Like, whoever's doing that is doing an A plus one job. And shout out to them because we finally figured it out, you know. And I just like the way the whole thing is presented. It just, um, I thought it was very affecting and moving and it was good. It felt, it felt cinematic. So, like, Queen Sugar, you need some more Queen Sugar. I do. I do. In fact, it was so good, I really wanted to watch the whole thing all over again as soon as it was done. Mm. That's how That's how much I enjoyed it. Well, for some Queen Sugar, let's listen to some brown sugar. <laughs> Big sister by the name of Chocolate Top. 
brown sugar, babe. I guess how awful love don't know how to behave. is he really redeemed himself with that album yes with that black messiah album mm -hmm. he really did and, and it's funny because you and i when we saw him a, a few years ago at afro punk we thought it was going to be a disaster absolutely because that show was a disaster that, that set that he did we were like what the fuck is this man on like he just scratching himself and just Jittery, jittery and, and talking yeah, yeah, weird was, stuff and completely nonsensical. He was on a street weirdo vibe, and I was <sighs> like, "Man, this boy is out of here." Yeah, you know, but he, he, pulled, he it pulled it all together. together. That's he right. Did put it, That's just right. Put it all together. That's right. Good, Good for him. him. Good for him. Good for him. Have you uh, heard anything good lately? Any music lately? Um, I did. Uh, oh, I'm gonna mess his name up, Michael. Oh, Kiwanuka. Kiwanuka. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was, uh, I was, I was vibing on some of that. I've I was vibing on that. In fact, we had that on repeat during our little staycation getaway recently. Oh, that was nice. That was nice. That was Internet's, nice. Internet's staycation. Ah. Uh, All right. We just, we just went and kept it low key for the holiday weekend. And, uh, <laughs> we were escaping the racket of Eastern Parkway. <laughs> so we go to a, a fancy little boutique hotel in Manhattan. And guess what? It was Brazil Day outside of our hotel. So they had six avenue blocked off and they had they were making a racket. So it was kinda of funny. It was like, okay, man, we escape wild, you know, people in bikinis. Line. You know, for some, you know for some wild people in bikinis. But anywho, anyway, it didn't really it didn't really bother us too much. The hotel was swagged the hell out. Yeah. And, and we chilled, and man, listen, we just uh, we watched a couple of movies. We just chilled, really. We just chilled, ordered in, mm -hmm. lost track of time. Yep, 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 yep. Got out in time, and then went out to Long Beach. Took a little Long Island Railroad trip yep. to Long Beach. Watched the people surf. Yep. And stuff, and that was Got it. Some low sun. key, low key. Got some sun. Vitamin D. Vitamin D. Vitamin D. So I'm I'm on the road to recovery. My internet. I'll be. Uh, hopefully out of that ski boot in another week or so, another two weeks. That ski boot looks like a transformer leg. <laughs> like, every time you put that on, I feel like maybe below your knee is going to pop off. It'll be like Voltron, and it'll be like a whole other, like, mini-me uh -huh. or something. Like, it's going to, I don't know, turn into a car. Well, the thing's going to just take over my whole body. Gonna, the whole thing is just going to, yeah, something's going to happen. Burr, 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 burr. Exactly, yeah, exactly. No, no it's not going to happen. That's not gonna happen. That would be kind of cool, though. It would be cool. It would be cool. That I'm just gonna, cool. I'm just gonna take that ski boot off and then and then go back to wearing regular shoes on both feet. Well, I will be happy when that happens. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! What an odyssey! What a journey, my love! What a journey, internets! You don't understand, internets. The back alley doctors that I have. Don't say that. Okay, not back alley, don't but. Say that. Uh, you don't they understand saved your leg, yo. that they totally saved my okay. leg, but the, the fringe that I had to go to, all right, because we went to some real fancy, we went to a fancy medical 
facility that was like you could eat off the floor. And those were the people that, that were like, yo, listen, we have to take your foot or you're going to die. <laughs> those were the people like, yo, we're going to have to amputate because you're going to die. All right. But the dusty people, the people that work with the immigrants, the people that, you know, that are, that are you know, just doing it because they want people to get well. Those are the folks that let me keep my foot. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm certainly not disparaging them because I really appreciate them. I, and I will never, ever again look at anyone crazy who maybe had a surgical procedure done in a stairwell. Oh, stop. No one had a surgical procedure done in a stairwell. All right. Oh, my gosh. I can't even, you cannot, you are not allowed to tell your stories anymore. That's <laughs> it. You're cut off. You are cut off. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, internet's for real. I just want him to get better so he can get out the house and get out my hair. That's what I want. He <laughs> can stop telling these crazy stories that have no bearing on reality. All right, all right. That's I'm... what I want. I want you to get better so you can go out and spread your, spread your words someplace else. All right, all right. Well, that's, that's what we're going to work on. That's what we're going to work on. Los Internetos, my internets, my, my good friends. Thank you for chilling out with us for a little while. Yay! Um, just a quick recap. Definitely fucks with Atlanta. Oh, we didn't even show. talk about that, but we'll do it next time. Okay, okay, we'll get, we'll get back into it's that. It's good, though. It's, it's good, good, though. though. It's good, though. It's Atlanta, good though. Queen Sugar, Fear of the Walking Dead, if you're, if you're into zombies. We're still messing with that. Um, Black Messiah. Listen to the D'Angelo album if you haven't heard it yet. No, you know what we got to do? We got to take on Frank Ocean. Okay. This is what everybody's okay. talking Let's about. work on that for the Let's next one. Let's work on that for, for the next one. Let's work on that for the next one. In the meantime, stay healthy. Stay healthy. And stay love strong. each other. Take care of each other. Love your neighbor. Love yourself. Okay. Love someone even when there are times when you may not like them. Even if they're a Trump supporter. Yes. Yes. Even if they don't say the Pledge of Allegiance or stand during the Battle of Republic. That's right. That's okay. You gotta love them too. <laughs>